You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Good day, church family. This is Jeremy Stroh. I work with our students and college students here at the church, and I'm excited to be with you this morning. Uh, our guest this morning is Corey Jenkins. He is an intern with us here. He does a lot of our small group writing, and uh, he works a lot with our high schoolers and our college group. And man, super proud of Corey. So Corey, um, thanks for sharing in our Advent study this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's jump into our passage and see what you got for us. All right, so we're going to be in Luke 1, 26 through 33, and I'll be real quick. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named uh, Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and saying, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. So a couple of things that I think we see uh, first is that Jesus is definitely the fulfillment of uh, this Messiah prophesied, this uh, coming king prophesied uh, in the Old Testament. Um, and you see it in the way that Gabriel is describing uh, this child that Mary is going to conceive by the Holy Spirit. Um, there's many titles that we see in the Gospels that Jesus is given. Uh, first we see in his name you shall call him Jesus. Um, we know that in Hebrew this is Yeshua or the same name as Joshua in the Old Testament that led the Israelites uh, to the promised land. And this, this word Yeshua meaning Jehovah is salvation. So this Jesus, this child is salvation, the Son of God. Um, whereas Joshua was this leader in the Old Testament for the Israelites, this Jesus is going to be the ruler and shepherd over the church and his God's children and over everything, um, and God himself in the flesh. And so we see first in his name that Jesus is salvation. He is the source of salvation, that God is, his will is to send Jesus to come die for us um, and to three days later resurrect and defeat our sin, defeat death uh, and our rebellion. And then we see that he, Gabriel says he's the son of the Most High. Most High mean another term for God. So he's the son of God, part of the Trinity that we see, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And this is God the Son, Jesus. Um, and so Gabriel's saying this child is going to be greater than any human that's ever walked the face of the planet. Um, he is all-knowing. He's sovereign. Uh, this is the Son of God. And then Gabriel says, Mary, this Jesus, this child that you will conceive, uh, the throne of David will be his. We know in the Old Testament that uh, it's prophesied that David's line, lineage, would bear an offspring that would be a great ruler, a great king. Um, and this is Jesus. And then he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. 
And this, this is all embodied in Jesus, the covenant that God makes to Abraham in the Old Testament, that he'll be, that Israel will be this great nation, the offspring from Abraham and David. This lineage, this genealogy would eventually come to fulfillment of the covenants in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And so we see that Jesus is first the fulfilling of the the prophecies in the Old Testament concerning this long-awaiting King and Messiah. And then we see uh, this testimony in this text of God's sovereignty and faithfulness. Um, the most incredible part of Jesus' incarnation is the way that God, uh, that Jesus chooses to come down from heaven and flesh. Um, many of the things in this story of Jesus and his incarnation, uh, we question, like, we like think that is the craziest way that God would come down to earth. Um, we see in the beginning of Matthew that there's this genealogy, again, from Abraham and David and from many other people thousands of years ago. And the fact that God uses imperfect people, sinners, I mean, they were all righteous in the sight of God, godly woman, women and men. But they had their times when, when God declared the covenant and promises to them that they stepped away from that, that they were broken people and sinful just as we are. Um, and yet God, even amidst times when they were unfaithful to his covenant, uh, still chooses to be sovereign and faithful and loving um, and continuing to be faithful to the promise and covenant he made to them. I mean, you see people like Abraham, a liar, David, an adulterer, and a murderer, Rahab, uh, a prostitute, we, and many others in the genealogy uh, that were broken and were not perfect people um, and were not worthy of God's loving, but God bestowed it to them um, out of his favor and his good character. And even amidst, again, times when they were unfaithful, God was faithful. And this is amazing to us because, I mean, even when we're unfaithful, God is still faithful to love us. Even when there's times when we step out of God's covenant and promise, we, He still is willing to be patient um, and call us back and, again, wrap us in His love um, and His kindness in times when we are unfaithful, um, to share the gospel and to live as uh, displays of his glory, he's still faithful. Um, and so it's amazing still that God still, uh, even after he used the lineages of imperfect sinners to bring about Jesus, he still uses imperfect people to bring about uh, the gospel to the nations of the world, which this demands radical obedience um, from us to do and desire God's eternal will and purpose. And this is a great example of Mary. You know, Gabriel approaches Mary and Mary freaks out. You know, that an angel of the Lord is approaching her and Gabriel is saying, Don't be afraid. Greetings, O favored one. You have found favor with God. And this is amazing for us because, man, we're not conceiving the Son of God. But we certainly have uh, a huge uh, job that God's called us to do that, like Mary, can seem very confusing because she's a virgin. Uh, so therefore, how can she have conceived this baby? Um, and God, Gabriel says, it's by the Holy Spirit. Um, 
and it may seem confusing. And there, I'm sure there was a lot. Of, I mean, she was Gabriel. Obviously, there was some type of uh, scaredness to it because Gabriel says, "Don't be afraid." You know, um, I'm sure she was afraid and stress and fears and anxiety probably came with that. Um, but man, like even amidst times when we're called to do the uncomfortable, when we're called to step out of our comfort zone and be obedient to God, to do His eternal will and purpose, um, we have to, even though it's uncomfortable and can be confusing. Maybe <laughs> we don't know what the future looks like. There's time of uncertainty, um, but we're called to lean into His grace and depend on Him. Um, and so I would ask us as a church family that, Man, we would be reminded that it is great. It's an honor that God calls us as His children to do His great work, um, to be displays of His glory and means of grace to the nations of the world, to carry out the gospel and live it out and engage the loss uh, with His gospel. And I'm asking us as a church, would we lean into that, um, lean into His favor and grace to declare during this Christmas season that Jesus is the long-awaited King, the one that was prophesied in the Old Testament, Son of God, who took upon flesh and was obedient to the will of the Father to die for us, um, for our salvation, for the means of salvation. And there's this great promise that one day Jesus is going to be our long-awaited King coming back uh, to gather His church and His bride. And the question is, will He find us, His church, His Bible-believers, radically obedient uh, to be displays of His glory to the world, even amidst times of anxiety and confusion? Man, thanks, Corey. Thanks for reminding us that Jesus is our salvation. He was sent by God to redeem us. And for reminding us that, like Mary, we have a part in seeing his salvation come to the world, sharing that message, sharing that story, and that he can use every one of us. So today, church, I'm praying for you. Um, we're praying that God would show you how you can be a part of carrying his gospel, the love of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, the life, the abundant life of Jesus to the people around you. And have a blessed day.